Welcome to Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. In this podcast, I chat to athletes, coaches, and industry professionals about their sporting journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. Guests range from Olympians to the everyday lover of sport, but the message stays the same. There is so much more to sport than what meets the eye. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you don't miss the release of each new episode. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. I'd love to hear from you. This week's guest is the lovely Remy Gibbs. Former competitive swimmer and current distance runner, Remy takes us through how she made the leap from swimming onto distance running, as well as some of the highs and lows along her journey so far and what she's learned from it. Rem and I have known each other for years, swimming at the same local club and now working together. So I know firsthand what a hard worker and beautiful human she is, both in and out of the sporting arena. Before we jump into the episode, a quick disclaimer that part of Remy's journey includes her experience with being body shamed. If you find any of this episode distressing, you can find resources in the show notes. Let's get into today's episode. Remy, can you tell us a little bit about your sport and how you got into it? I know you've got a few sports up your sleeve. Yeah. So, well, I've been like a swimmer for 13 years of my life. So, yeah, I started off like, you know, going up the levels like K1 all all the way up to like K12. Yeah, so I was a swimmer up until I was about 15 years of age. And I think that gave me most of my endurance for my running. So I think I was in year three. And I did the cross, my like house cross country in primary school. And I came second and I think we're all a bit surprised. (laughs) And I actually had a broken arm as well running in that cross country race. So, yeah. And I think from there, like, I just like loved distance running. And also because of my swimming background, it gave um, me that endurance. So, and I did like the next level of cross country. And then I think it was until I was in year five when I started actually training with like a coach so yeah so oh wow running since I was about nine years of age my gosh (laughs) that's amazing and so you did swimming you did cross country and you also did a bit of athletics so like you also ran a bit on the track too is that right yeah I think I was about 12 when I first like started doing little ass on the track actually it was my sister actually did athletics before I did so I used to come and watch her on a Saturday morning doing athletics. And then the year after I was like, maybe I should give it a try. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it was your younger sister. Is that yeah, your younger sister's sister. younger? Yep. She's two years younger than me. So that's really cool. Cause it's usually the older siblings that do something and then yeah. the younger ones follow, but yours was the yep. opposite. Yeah. Cause I think I was so like interested in swimming at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just like focused on my swimming. But yeah, that um, took over a few years later. Is there a specific moment that you were kind of like, mm, swimming might not be for me, as in my main sport, I kind of like running better? Um, I think I was around 13 or 14 when, um, yeah, my running like really just like took over. Yeah, I think I was up more in the ranks, like in my junior years of running than I compared to like my swimming. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah after many like hours in the pool early as well I think running was taking over 
yeah that's fair and I I know like we swam together we might not have been in the same like squad in the club but we swam together and it is a very time-consuming sport at any level even just to be a basic state athlete you're committing so many hours a week and it's before school it's after school and it's not just that it's like the fact that you have to drive to the pool and have to have a shower after because you have wet hair and then you smell of chlorine And like the six hour days on the weekend, I mean, yeah, on the weekend where you're like at swimming meets up in the city. So yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's, a, it's a time consuming sport. So did you find that kind of running and even like the athletic side was a little bit more user friendly in terms of time commitment? Yeah, definitely. Was there any specific milestones in your journey like I know you're sporting a little bit of an injury now but like growing up like was there any milestones like wins losses oh a bit of both (laughs) (laughs) so I reckon it was I was around 15 when like my running really like went up a little bit yeah my cross-country season when I was 15 I think I came fifth or sixth in like the state event and I think I really surprised myself in that race and I actually made my first national team. So, yeah, that was really exciting. So we went to Canberra that year for the national cross country. And, yeah, then the year after that, I also made my second cross country team. And I think I came around second or third in my race. Wow. And then at nationals, I really surprised myself and I came third at nationals. Oh, Rem, <laughs> so that's amazing. First, so I won my first ever national medal, third place in Tasmania in 2015 so yeah that's awesome and what did that feel like because it's all those hours of training and preparation that went into that like how how did you feel running that race and then after oh I think I was like on a high the whole entire race (laughs) it wasn't until I hit like 1k to go and I was like wow like I'm really in this like I could keep going and there was everyone like around me just like supporting me on the track and yeah I think I was just on adrenaline high like I just finished that race and I was like wow (laughs) oh that's so cool (laughs) was there any kind of hardships or obstacles or heartbreaks in the sport because it's not all easy roads (laughs) oh no um definitely not I actually had a stress reaction through my navicular bone which is in the foot probably around two months before that race And I spent a lot of time in the physio with Todd Anderson, my physio at the time at the sport injury clinic. Shout out Todd. Um, He was my physio too. (laughs) Yeah, he's awesome. And yeah, I was actually told I wasn't allowed to run for like six weeks. So I actually like really didn't know if I was going to get on the start line. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like with the amazing work that he did, I was able to whip that one out of the bag. So (laughs) yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, that's amazing. But how did it feel? Because I've been told with shoulder injuries that, you know, you can't swim for this long, you can't do this for this long. And you're like, no, but I need to because I have this coming up. How did that time feel? Like, were you really, really upset or or like? Oh, yeah, it was really frustrating. I remember like, I would get up in the morning and be like, oh, I could so like go for a run without like my parents knowing because my parents (laughs) were really on my back about this injury. But no, I didn't. I didn't at all for like six weeks. But I did spend a lot of time in the gym with the guys at Virtus as well, doing a lot of strength and conditioning. Helped me a lot to get over that injury. So 
but it did really hurt a stress reaction through your feet. They, yeah, they hurt a lot. Yeah, well, it affects your everyday life because you're walking yeah, on your feet. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh dear. And did it make that moment in Tasmania when you got that medal even more sweet because you knew that what the, you know, what it took to get there just to get on the start line? Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't really do much training after I found out, like I had a, that stress reaction. So, yeah, really wasn't that much training leading up to that, that nationals. Yeah, it did take a lot of hard work besides the running part to get over there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah all the rehab and behind the scenes stuff. And yeah, yeah even just the mental strength to, mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. After you had that injury and you've come third, what happened the year after that, Rem? So in 2018, I actually made it to the track nationals, which was in Sydney that year for the 3k and 1500 and I think I was probably at my fittest during this time so um I was around 16 yeah and we went over it was just me and my dad we flew over to Sydney the morning of my race I think my race was around like 3 30 in the afternoon yeah it was really like tight on time and you can just imagine how like nervous and anxious I was to make it yeah so we got over there and it was around 33 degrees it was stinking hot the track was really hot and I was about to run 3K. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so we got out there and I actually was feeling really good, like mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, and was running, went out there and I actually surprised myself and came second in that race. So yeah, I was, I think it was like with two laps to go, I was like, yeah, like I think I'm in this race and yeah. Oh, that's amazing. How did that feel? Yeah. That was like another race, like the Tasmanian Nationals the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really good feeling. So, oh, yeah. that's incredible. And yeah. being able to share that with your dad, I know having your families around you during those moments are really special. And it's hard for interstate competitions. And I've seen your mum around the pool so much. So I know yeah. she's been around, but like being able to share that with your dad, was that something special as well? Yeah, um, I think my mum gets very nervous. (laughs) Well, she did get very nervous when I was running. Yeah, I think dad just came along, you know, to help keep me um, cool, calm and collected. So, and mum was watching on the live stream at home. And after that race, when I called mum, she was with my sister shopping. So they were in the middle of the shop watching my race. (laughs) And she remembers telling me that she just could not like watch like the end of it. She just couldn't. So I can just imagine her in the middle of the shop just dressing out so probably yeah, a no, good was, thing yeah. that dad was there <laughs> yeah dad's a pretty um calm person so yeah no it was good oh it's really lovely though that the whole family kind of bands together and supports yeah. <laughs> in one way or another <laughs> yeah that's been like your early years what's been happening kind of more recently so at the moment recently I've actually been dealing with a bit of injury through my knee late last year I fell off a bike hit my knee right on the concrete and I was actually being tested for bursitis in my patella but it was just bruising of the bone in the end but it was very like on and off it was coming back going away coming back so and especially during like this COVID um, running and like racing hasn't really been consistent so 
at the moment I'm pretty content and happy of where I'm at but we'll see maybe in the few years of like where running takes me so yeah oh I'm sure it will take you far I know <laughs> your I know your determination Thank Rem <laughs> thanks <laughs> has there been any benefit that sport has provided you as an individual that's like transferred over to other avenues of your life well, I actually did experience something during 2019 that I learnt a lot from mm-hmm. for sport and like for me individually as a person. I was actually, I would say, bullied and body shamed by a, a old coach of mine and a father of a runner in his squad. Mm-hmm. So in um, a cross-country race in 2019, I was... I don't really know like how to describe it, but I'm pretty certain I was getting like taken photos of me in my um, athletics uniform. And when we run in athletics, we wear very like short briefs and like a crop top. That's what I was wearing at the time. Um, And I was around, I think I was 17. So obviously I'd gone through puberty and my body had changed, you know, blah, blah, blah. I saw it all happen. I saw like during the race, I looked at him and yeah, I just knew something was a bit wrong and a bit sus so I actually pulled out of the race and I collapsed to the ground because I was in like exhaustion and like mental shock yeah um so yeah and then one of the officials came over to me and asked what happened and yeah just like explained to them and like I lost so much confidence from that race so running has been like a bit like a bit rocky over the past years um with like confidence and I feel very vulnerable around the athletics community so yeah just not yeah not yeah more looks wise of what I look like around the athletics community yeah so oh that really sucks and I can't believe that you had to go through that and you started off in swimming where you are in bathers yeah and I know we were talking about this a few weeks ago and like I was saying that I never really experienced any body shaming in swimming because we were kind of all like that and I guess swimming is a sport where you can be a little bit bigger because you need the muscles to I guess pull you through the water yeah but distance running is considered and I'm going to put them in like little quotation marks a a lean sport and there's been yeah some studies done about the fact that lean sports have societal norms of what you need to be like and for a girl who's just gone through puberty, like you do get hips, you get bigger legs, like things start yep, to grow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a part of growing up. So. Oh, I can't believe that 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 happened. Like in terms of how it made you feel like after that, you couldn't even finish the race. So no. how did that then go, you know, the week after, the months after, what happened there? Yeah, we went especially like my family we went through a bit like with the whole athletics community but with the amazing support and with from my um running group that I am with now Zenith Running honestly like they're the best group of people I've ever surrounded myself with so the amount of support that they've given me especially shout out to Sarah Klein (laughs) um she helped me a lot during that time and she's been through a bit of a similar thing to me in her early years too. And now she's a Commonwealth marathon runner. So, Oh, wow. Oh, so that's yeah. awesome to have someone who you'd probably look up to yeah. support you through such a, such an awful, awful time. Yeah. 
Like, I guess sitting here now, like, where are you at with it? Like, do you love your body for what it is? Like, you don't feel ashamed to run? No, not at all. Like, like, I'm so like, proud and, and happy of like, what my body can allow me to do. So, I mean, my body's like, gone through so many running races, so many national races, and so much like, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it allows you to, you know, do a wonderful job in the field that you're in at at work, like you're doing, is it a PE traineeship? Yeah, so through the AFL Sports Ready, I'm a um, sports trainee in the sport department. So I'm just helping out the few of the PE teachers there. So as well as studying, as well as studying to um, complete my Cert 4 in sport development. So and all of that is, I guess, development. Have you learned the definition of development of sport and development through sport yet? No, I haven't. Oh, so development, and I probably butcher it because it's been <laughs> so long, but like development of sport is the pathways that you kind of go through in terms of kind of what you did in your cross country, get, making it to nationals. So it's, yeah. your, you know, your club level, your regional level, and then your state level and then your national and then international. That's how that yep. kind of goes. And then development through sport is the lessons that you learn or what you can impact the community with through sport. So that's kind of that AFL yep. traineeship program yeah. or even like what we do on a Saturday morning when you're in the pool teaching swimming so you know you're teaching kids not just how to swim but you're also teaching them you know how to wait their turn and how to not dunk each elder under the water and things like that yeah yeah is there a lesson that you've learned along the way that you kind of want to share either that you wish you knew earlier or that you'd want to share to someone up and coming yeah probably I would think like it really like like we live in 2021 like we got to be like inclusive. We got to be like equal and equality, and like just accept who you are. Like I remember, um, in my junior years, I would just like compare myself to other girls and mm-hmm. what they would look like, and just not on ability. It would just be on looks. Yeah. And now I think like, why did I like take so much energy up, just like draining myself on what other people looked like? Like it really didn't matter. I was like fourteen, fifteen at the time. So, yeah, I'd probably think, like, it's what your body can do, not what your body looks like. Doing it. Yes, that's so true. I really like that. And I guess it ties in, I'm going to throw back to what we were talking about before, is your body also can change. So you can't even compare yourself to what you were five years ago because it changes throughout that time. And, like, an example we were talking about before we started recording was in 2012 like Liesl Jones and that was someone we would have grown up aspiring to be like yeah Yeah. and she was at her fourth Olympics at 26 and the newspapers were comparing her pre-Olympic body in 2012 to her first Olympics which was you know 12 years earlier when she was 14 and like just that comparison needs to stop. Like it, it yeah. doesn't actually matter. It's the function of the body, not what it looks like doing it. Unless you're, you know, doing something like diving where you need to execute a certain move. Yeah. But even then it doesn't matter like how big your hips are. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a really important lesson. I think 
girls and and guys like it's we I think it's common that people go oh you know girls go through that body image comparison especially in those teenage years when we're really impressionable and (laughs) we're seeing on Instagram all these models and all the athletes with six packs and (laughs) all sorts of things but yeah the guys see it too and they go oh if my muscles aren't big enough or this I'm I'm true this or I'm true that like they feel that pressure just as much as we do so yeah yeah, we do need to stop comparing yeah so as much as it was nice being like little and fast (laughs) and speedy going through puberty and like becoming what we are like women so Mm -hmm. and having like a a womanly body is something you got to be proud of I guess (laughs) I think so yeah definitely and it I think I was, um, I was, we were talking about this a few weeks ago is I was very, very lucky that I didn't struggle so much. Like, of course I compared myself and I was like, oh, she's, she's got really nice shoulders or, or whatever it was in the context of swimming. Or even like when you're at school and you compare yourself to the girls and you're like, oh, well, like her hair looks nice. And I look like a drowned rat because I've yeah. been in the pool, Yeah, but it didn't affect me too much. And I like I thank my I, I guess my mum a little bit for that. Yeah. But also like the coaches and that swimming community, it yeah. can really make a difference. And like it wasn't yeah, exactly at all mentioned in the clubs that we swam at. And I think that was a real protective factor for me personally, anyway. Yeah. Now this one is a question that it stumps a lot of people, but I think that they underestimate the impact that they have. So have you been involved in a project where sport has been used as a tool to develop the community? Um, well, I'm actually a swim teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you. So I guess on a Saturday morning. So I guess that is a project to help the community. So, and I've actually done um, some work experience down at Virtus mm-hmm. with the guys down there. So in my in year 10 we had to do like a work experience for a week so I was down there for a bit what else have I done you've done some mega swims as well so 24 hour mega swims yeah so I think I did that like back when I was in Kings Um, (laughs) and then I also did it when I was swimming at Peninsula Hurricanes as well a few years later so yes oh my gosh I actually did one with the Hurricanes too Mm. was that the one in Hastings no, it was at Park. Oh, okay, I must have done one the year after in Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did it. I did it the year that Josh did Mega Swim by himself. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and the yeah. you know throwing back to that first bit where you're a swim teacher, like I see the impact that you make on those kids, Rem, and not even just the kids, like the parents go, oh, Remy's great. She's really encouraging. Oh, I can't even say the kid's name, but she's <laughs> really, she's really encouraging, say, my daughter, my son or my grandchild to come to swimming every week and, and to be a better swimmer and to wait their turn on the platform yeah, yeah. and to, you know, be a good sport and stuff like that. So that is developing. We've just had... We missed it because of lockdown on a Saturday, but we've had a half of an Olympic week and mm. kids were going, oh, I want to be a future Olympian. And I was like, great. Oh, that's so good. Listen yeah. to your swim teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, those kids are amazing. They're awesome. So I walk out of the center with like a big smile on my face and I feel so happy. So yeah. Oh, I also awesome. write in my day too. 
Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's good to hear. And the the mega swims, like if you go back to uh, episode 19, I think with Carol Cook, she's actually the founder of the 24-hour mega swim. And it was really cool to be able to interview her and see how that actually came about. And something that she has made has not only impacted the community but it's allowed us like me and you to do something to impact out the community as well so I think that's really really special yeah and they're also like always so fun because you're always like with your friends and it was I remember being so little and like oh like we're awake at like midnight swimming (laughs) so exciting so yeah (laughs) yeah they were the best events and I don't know if we were ever in the same team because there was always a few different teams and I ran, I ran my own team some years, but it was really cool. But like the camaraderie between the teams, like I remember a team next to our lane didn't have someone or someone wasn't there. And so we chucked one of our swimmers into their teams just so that they had someone going and things like that. Like it's so good for the community to come together and the friends you make. It's amazing. For sure. They're always fun. Yes, definitely. So Rem, this is a big question and it, I guess, comes from, I don't know, the year, the year and a half that we've had and how kind of mixed up the world of sport has been it's not been mixed up in a bad way but it's just kind of been shaken around a little bit but where do you see the future of sport well we just had the olympics on and i've been watching a lot of the athletics so Mm -hmm. and just some of like the like the sportsmanship and the teamship that i've seen from like australia especially Mm -hmm. and it was just so nice to see like others like supporting others and like different people doing a different event like watching other people and just yeah that was really nice so I see like a very positive future especially in athletics so yeah and what I was saying before like athletics is for everyone be like inclusive equality yeah I can definitely see it going in the right direction and then yeah in terms of like the the two men in the decathlon oh Cedric and Ash Maloney yes yes yeah and the fact that one of them knew that he wasn't, you know, really in contention of winning a medal, but he mm. cheered his teammate on. Like he wasn't in yeah. that race for himself. He was in that no. race for his teammate and he cheered him on so he could win a bronze. And like, I've got goosebumps just talking yeah, about same. it. same. Yeah. I think I did hear that he pulled his hamstring, hamstring in like an earlier event, mm-hmm. but he's still going to go out there and like pace Ash. So yeah, no, it was really nice and it did give me goosebumps too. So Yeah. And I think that's something and like it's been so tough and whether the Olympics was gonna go ahead or not, all that oh, yeah. kind of hoo-ha. But yeah. the fact that it was like the Aussies that did that just makes my heart go, yes, like that, that is Australian. Yeah. 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 I think the future of sport is very, very bright. And I think mm. the Olympics has really proven how much we kind of need it in terms of a a glimmer of hope and to show all the best things that sport has to offer in terms of like sportsmanship and performing under pressure and all of the things like yes we got a lot of medals and it was our most successful olympic games i think in history equal to athens but at the end of the day like it was those moments of sportsmanship that really like made my heart glow like even emily seabom 
presenting yeah yeah Hayley McEwen with her medal for the backstroke like that made me cry yeah and then Kaylee asking her to get up on the podium like with with her her. yeah yeah that's exactly like that yeah is sport and that's a sport in Australia and I think it's definitely definitely something special well Remy thank you so so much for coming on and joining me for having me it's been a pleasure I know we didn't get to work together on Saturday because we were in a lockdown but it's been good to talk to you today Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. This is a completely independent podcast that has been created to share the journey and lessons of top level sporting professionals, but also your everyday lover of sport. If you liked this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a review and share it with someone who you think would also enjoy it. Until next time.